0: You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. I'm Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and you're listening to an episode that is unplanned, unscripted, and uh, in fact, God just really He laid it on my heart yesterday that um, God might have a different message for you guys this week than what I had planned, and so I've just been praying and. Listening and waiting on him, and then today, just bam, um, it was pretty clear what he wanted to happen today. It's kind of exciting in that this is Resurrection Weekend for those of us who celebrate and acknowledge Christ as the Lord of our lives and um, the King of the universe and our Creator and Savior. So I have some of my kids home this weekend that usually aren't. There were 10 of us in the house here. You're going to hear about one minute from some of them, um, from their heart, about their heart. And here, here's what God laid on my art. Uh, so we live in a house that is a fixer upper. We moved to this city, not knowing really anything about the city, the different parts of town and stuff. So we just bought something that would need fixed up that we thought we'd flip and while we were fixing it up, we would find where we wanted to live in the city, and uh, we fell in love with our house and where we live and didn't want to move. So we continued to live um, fixing up our house at a slower pace than we would have if we were going to flip it, if that makes sense. So we're always working on some DIY, some before and after aspect of our house. So we've got lots of before and after pictures, and I do love Looking at other before and after pictures of other houses, right? So, when we're getting ready to work on a room, I'll look at lots of before and after pictures from other people's um, DIY jobs that they did. But here's the thing there's something similar as parents. You know, we work on all kinds of things about our kids, right? Like if they're in baseball, we work on their batting skills, and if they play the piano, we work on their timing and the way they hold their fingers. And if um if they're in grammar, which of course they all are, we're working on refining their grammar skills. All of these things that we're fine tuning, that we're wanting to build excellence in them, which I am all for excellence. In fact, it has been a main um focus in my parenting with all of seven of our kids that we do things with excellence. Let's do our best. And that's great. Excellence is wonderful, and I have never regretted having a focus on it. But there is something that is far, 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 far more important than our kids' batting average and how they play the piano and how well they speak and carry themselves and uh, how they fold their clothes and, you know, all of the details of life, even important things in life like... um how well they drive, or, um, you know, all, all of these things that really matter, there's something that far exceeds what really matters. And that is what is eternal. And that's their heart. And here's the thing with us parents, so much of the time is we feel like we need to DIY, or fix our kid's character from the outside in fix their heart from the outside in when what is more effective is partnering with the designer of their heart god knows all aspects of us intricately and when we forget to partner with him and allow him to transform our kids hearts in ways that only he can we're we're really trying to diy from the outside in when it's much more effective to call the designer creator a uh, architect of their heart and allow him to do the work and partner with him in his work so today what we're doing is we just are going to hear from some of the people that were able to come over this weekend um what is a way that god exchanged an old life for a new life an old heart for a new heart in you how has he transformed you? What is something that he's done in you that has changed who you are, how you think, how you feel, how you operate, um, how you look at the world? God is a God of new beginnings. He loves to transform and make new and give us hope. Uh, So I'm excited to share everybody's heart with you today. Just a little glimpse of it, about a minute each. And again, this is unscripted. And um, so it's just going to be raw us to you. But we love you. And uh, I pray for you guys and how this ministry affects your family. And I take it seriously. And I love it when God really, you know, changes the script and says, nope, this is the plan. Now, before you hear from all of them, I will tell you what was supposed to air this week that you'll get to hear next week. And that is a conversation between my daughter, Becca, and I. Becca has three kids. Unfortunately, they're not here this weekend and she's not here this weekend, but um, she has three kids. And so we'll talk a little bit about breastfeeding, a little bit about um, parenting multiples. And then we're going to spend a lot next week on how do we help our kids deal with fear and I think you're really going to enjoy that episode. Whether it's just you that deals with fear or whether you have a child that deals with fear, it will be helpful for you. So I'm looking forward to sharing with that with you next week. Up first, we've got Abby. So glad she's home from college. So Abby, how has God transformed your heart? Or how is he the redesigner and designer of your heart?
1: Yeah, so I love this question. And as I was considering it, there were many things that I shuffled through in my head but I think the one that I will choose that um, has been the biggest impact in my life that has changed the most is how he's given me hope um in the in the seasons where I didn't think that I could do it on my own I couldn't do it on my own and he was the he was the giver of hope the giver of strength um yeah so will you
0: tell also what you shared with me earlier about what God's been showing you about scripture
1: yeah so I so recently I've been learning the importance of scripture in my walk with God and um, how I used to think that people meet with God in different ways which, which is true to an extent but um, I used to be like I really connect with God through worship and so like music and so I was like it's okay if I miss like a week of Bible reading cause I like to come in the presence of God through worship, which is which is good. That's an aspect. But um, I've been learning recently that that scripture is vital to my everyday walk with God, that um, my Christian life needs to look like Bible reading early in the morning and like Bible reading at night. And like, because like, that is how we know God. And without scripture, then there is, that is our special revelation from God. And so um, it's vital to our everyday walk and to our relationship with God.
0: This is Sahara, and she is Abby's college roommate, and also a really big blessing in our life, because you are the perfect roommate for Abby, and we did not even meet you ahead of time. She didn't know you ahead of time. God just put you guys together, so
2: welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Um, I definitely agree that it was a God thing that Abby and I got put together, because I know our families have been praying a lot for the right roommates for us because of how well we work together.
0: Yeah. So can you tell us what is a way that God has been the designer or redesigner of your heart, your life? How has God changed your life?
2: Yeah. So this is actually something that I've thought about a lot in the past. Um, I am naturally a very quiet person. Throughout high school, I struggled with a bit of what I'm pretty sure was social anxiety. So that just made reaching out to people and having the courage to share God's love really hard for me, but I've known that God has called me to be someone who speaks into a community of people. And through that, I've been learning that I have to allow him to tear me apart and put me back together the way that he needs me to be. Because on my own, I would never have the courage to speak to people and to, to them deeply. And so I was thinking about all of this, and um, one of my favorite role models in the Bible, like even before God really started changing my heart, has always been Gideon and his story of how God just kind of like pulled him out of his shell and made him into the strong leading man that he needed to be in order to fulfill God's calling. So I remember Val um, talking about how. She wanted to use the comparison of before and after pictures, and I was thinking about it, and I was reading Judges, and uh, the before picture for Gideon was described in Judges 6.15, where God is calling Gideon, and Gideon's like, no, no, I'm the least of my family. We are the least of my clan, and I'm the least of them. Like, there's no way that this is going to work. And then the story plays out, and God gives him the courage and the know-how, and he gives him the tools. That Gideon needed and the after picture is described in Judges 8:23, when the people are so impressed by Gideon that they want him and his sons to be their leaders and Gideon immediately steps back and says I will not be your leader because God is your leader and um, you know that's my end goal is to be able to point people back to God and be able to have the tools and the know-how that God needed me to have. Um one other verse that stuck out to me as I was thinking about this question was Haggai one fourteen, which is when the Lord through the prophet Haggai was calling the people to rebuild his temple, and it kind of it kind of climaxes in this verse that says the Lord sparked enthusiasm in them and that really stuck out to me because it specifies that the Lord sparked the enthusiasm. It didn't say that the people decided to rebuild this temple. It said that the Lord sparked enthusiasm in them. And I really appreciated that because I know in my past, I've really struggled with motivation to get things done. And it's always been God who has sparked enough motivation.
0: That's so awesome. I love, love these stories and illustrations that you've pointed out to us. And it, I'll tell you what, it, when... When God calls us to do something in the area in which we're weak, I feel like our message is so much stronger than if we were naturally strong in that area. People just pay attention better. They're more alert to that message because they know it's coming from someone who that's not their strong suit. And it just radiates God's beauty through That message and through that person. And that's what God is doing through you. I love that message. Next up, we've got our oldest daughter, Tori. We get to meet your little baby girl in about a month. So excited about this. Will you share with us what is something that God has been teaching you or how is he transforming your life?
3: I think I've been in a process of Maybe about the last year or so of uh, the Lord really teaching me the importance of preaching the gospel to yourself every day or remembering every day um, the work of Christ on the cross for me and what that means for me. I tend to get caught up in sometimes a, a perfectionist mindset when it comes to myself of wondering why I'm still maybe struggling with things that I struggled with for years, and I've been walking with Christ for quite a while now, and still sometimes things like anxiety and depression can be such a struggle for me in in different seasons, and I can get really frustrated of feeling like I'm not good enough, that I still don't have it together, um, that I've read the Bible so much, and I've grown in my faith so much, so why does this keep coming up sometimes? And over the process of of the last few months, um, the Lord has just really reminded me that I need him just as much today as I needed him on the day that I first accepted Christ and received his gift of salvation. I need His blood to cover over my brokenness just as much today as I needed it on the day that I first became a Christian. Um, And just remembering that sanctification is a process and that we will not be fully complete until we are in the new heaven and the new earth with Him. And so just the importance of remembering his work on the cross, it's not just a one and done thing, but that we live by the gospel every single day because we are still broken human beings every single day with a broken flesh, but also the spirit of Christ within us. And that's true every single day until um, we get to spend eternity with Christ and we don't have any part of that broken flesh anymore. And I can rest knowing That when God looks at me, he doesn't see my failures anymore. He doesn't see um, that sin. He sees the blood of Christ. And that has nothing to do with me and everything only to do with Jesus.
0: Something you said to me earlier was that we're good at extending the grace of the gospel to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you're learning to extend the grace of the gospel to yourself. Yes. And I love it.
3: It makes it so much richer and deeper, even in the grace you extend to others, when you can also extend it to yourself. Not making excuses for our flesh and and for our sin, but knowing that we can rest and just be open and honest about who we are and when we don't get it right, and, and being open with the body of Christ, about our brokenness, knowing that we are all covered by the blood of Christ.
0: Now we are hearing from Tori's husband, Andrew, who you met last summer during our month of uh, focusing on fathers and also raising sons. I did a whole episode with Andrew and it was so good. If you haven't listened to it, you need to go back and listen to that. And I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can do that. But it was excellent on, um, he's worked a lot with middle school boys and um, high school boys too, but he really has a heart for middle school boys and um, had a lot of input for that. So welcome back to the podcast, Andrew.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: And I would love for you to share, you know, what is some way that God has transformed your heart?
4: It's such a big question because uh, I can't even count the ways, Um, but a couple that I can immediately think of. One, just being in my own marriage uh, and the sanctifying work that that is, that God has put in place in my life, just to, uh, again, sa- sanctify me in the sense of making me a more patient person, uh, a more servant-hearted person, and putting my wife first uh, and forcing me into that role. With that, just uh, I can be very consumed with myself sometimes. And so, uh, that obviously doesn't quite work out in marriage. Uh, so that's a, that's been, uh, something that I see God continually working in my heart. Um, and another thing with that is, um, just by nature, by the flesh of my heart that I, uh, am often selfish or am often self-serving, but through um, salvation and, and even in the work of, of marriage, God, God tr- has transformed my heart in those ways of, of being less and, and, and putting my mind more on, on her.
0: I, I was just going to say that one of, truly, one of the greatest privileges of my life has been to watch you guys' marriage and to watch you become this awesome husband that I Rich and I thank God for you over and over again because you have um you've been the partner for Tori that was just what she needed like I feel like she's flourished so much more um being daily connected with you than she flourished with being connected daily with Rich mm. and I it's really been beautiful you guys have a beautiful picture of christ's love for one another for real
4: thank you and it's it is hard work absolutely uh and it is humbling uh to be a part of that and, and see god's redemptive work in that because uh it is everything that my flesh does not want to do uh so um and and with that like another big thing that i see uh god's work in my own life and in our marriage i often tend to uh look towards the things of the world to deal with life uh the methods of the world for for myself uh I often get caught up in uh philosophy that's something that i have always kind of tended towards is is the wisdom of man for many years. I have been listening to God pulling me out of that in complete reliance to his scripture. You know that doesn't mean don't read other things, but uh I've heard it said to visit good books often, but to live in Scripture. Uh, and that's really how God has been transformed in my heart. All, all throughout Scripture, we see this story of, especially in the Old Testament, seeing the people of God, Israel, having this this time of seeing God and and being reliant on Him and proclaiming His name, and then the next second, walking away into <laughs> false idolatry or uh, listening to the canaanites or the the pagan religions and incorporating that into their worship of god and god doesn't like that mm-hmm. and so being careful for myself i've just um god has been more and more showing me the importance of man really being in scripture and in his word because that's where he reveals his will to us and in prayer um, and in, in that transformation of our minds and our hearts
5: Hey, this is Val's youngest son, Andrew. When I think of how the Lord has transformed me and brought me new life, I quickly think of peace and joy and how, he's, how he has brought freedom in those areas. I'm 21 now. Um, in my high school and middle school years especially, I really lacked both of those, peace and joy. I wanted them, Um but they seemed trapped inside but he is especially recently in the pe- in the recent few years he has really brought freedom to me in those areas and brought so much peace and joy um that now i can help other people with in those areas that um that may be struggling with depression um and lack of peace and joy hey everyone this is rich val's husband and she wanted me to jump on here along with everyone else and just give a quick little uh, story of a season of transformation uh, in my life. Several years back, uh, God took me through a a, a real season of growth with him where he showed me more of just who he is and gave me a a deeper glimpse, a clearer, clearer picture of just the vastness of everything about God and it was largely through a book by A W Tozer called The Knowledge of the Holy it's a short book it's an easy read but wow how impactful that was in my life and in my walk with God to kind of really just change my perception of who God is and to and to uh see God in in a much greater way uh, just for how amazing and how huge and infinite everything about him is so infinite Uh, his love for us his justice his righteousness holiness uh, and wow what a transforming time and lesson that was for me to see that and it really has shifted my entire walk with him since then so just wanted to get on there and share that. Uh, when our picture changes of who God is, it changes everything about us.
0: I get to introduce another new person to you that joined us for Easter this year. So this is a good friend of our family. This is Madison. So would you just want to share with us what is a way that God has changed your heart or changed your life?
1: So this is always yearly or monthly or daily reminder that I've had to be reminded of has really changed my life but something God has changed my heart about and continues to change my heart about is to let go of the comfort of control and knowing it's so easy to fall into the trap of everyday life and our world tells us to never rest and to be prepared for everything but that's super impossible and God already knows and preps us for everything we need and this comfort is everlasting and sustainable
0: yeah it's super Well, especially the stage of life you're at. You're about ready to graduate from college. And so you've had all of this pressure all this time to perform well and everything. And so resting in him is hard to do when you feel like you have to perform. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we are glad that you are part of our group. And um, thank you for sharing your heart with us today. Today we have been talking about the before and after pictures of our heart. How God is the one who transforms us. He loves each one of us wherever we're at with whatever is going on in our lives. And we hope that all of you have a blessed week as you learn to look for God's messages in all of your life stuff. He's speaking to you. He's wanting to transform you. From the inside out and your kids too next week we will be back here with our daughter becca she and i will be talking about raising multiples and we will especially be focusing on helping our kids to deal with fear we'll see you next week